Welcome to Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry discussing the greatest movies of all time and all the new films in theaters and streaming that you need to know about. Like us, rate us, share us. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. All right, we are back. Another edition of Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. I uh, hope you're listening on Wobo 1190 107.5 FM on the radio. But I know you're listening via podcast. And if you are, make sure you rate and review us and share us with all your friends. We got a busy Oscar show tonight. That's right. Believe it or not, uh, the Academy Awards are this Sunday night. Um, and if a tree falls at uh, in Hollywood and nobody hears it, Chuck, does it does it really happen? We're gonna find out. Um, a weird year, no doubt about it, and it did not avoid being weird for the movies as well as they will go on. I personally think it's still a little tone deaf to be having award ceremonies, but they're going to do it anyway. They're going to do it at Union Station in California. I don't in uh, Los Angeles. I don't understand that either. But we're going to find out a heck of a lot more on Sunday. But Chuck and I will look at the Oscar nominees. We'll give our rooting interests, but nothing more because let's face it. 85% of these movies that are nominated, neither Chuck nor I saw because they weren't released in theaters and there really doesn't matter. Anyway, we will rank our 10 favorite big best picture movies of all time. And those are real. Good that'd be movies. fun. Yeah, that'll be fun. And that'll happen towards the back end. But Chuck, uh, again, we we're talking off the air. I this, I am not going to watch these Oscars. I'm, a, it's late. I'm, I'm just going to go to bed. B, I have no rooting interest or care yeah i don't it, it, i don't i don't feel a spark this is the first time in my lifetime honestly that i yeah. really almost have no interest i mean i will watch on tape when i get home just to know what went on obviously i am curious how they at the uh, where are they going to do it again uh, union it's, station in, okay it, what is union station what it's is like it? uh it's like grand central station uh oh, in, are they going to have any seating I no, I don't think there's an I don't think there's going to be an audience. I don't know. I, but, I really who, don't know who's they're coming? They're, they're going to have numerous, multiple presenters, right? Yep. There is no host. This was a major mistake. This is a year. If any year you need a host, this is a year you need a host. You need you a host. So. You would right? think You so. need somebody to guide people and to connect the 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 uh, mental anguish. Of COVID, especially on the movie industry, right? I mean, it's I, one of the I, hardest hit industries there is from COVID. You need a connector. You needed a host. It's a big yeah. mistake not to have a host. I, I don't disagree with you. I just think that I don't think I don't care. You could have Jesus Christ host in the show. Hello. I don't know if going to watch it, to be honest with you. Um, really? I, I just don't think they're going to this ratings. I, I think they're going to be. Well, what about Sally Field and Michael Keane and re reunite uh, beyond the side <laughs> adventure reunion? As the host, I just the thing with that is I'd watch the opening and then shut it off. I you know, okay. you would, uh, you'd, but you uh, would watch the opening. I would watch the opening just for that alone. Um, okay. But they, you know, I, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, we're going to go through the nominees here and at least try to maybe drum up some interest for you and me to maybe watch it. But uh, let's just hope 2022's Oscars <laughs> a little more back to normal and looking at the movie releases again, Chuck, which we do every week. Nothing really comes out this week. Mortal Kombat uh, is is on HBO Max and in theaters on IMAX as well. So it is getting somewhat the same kind of treatment as Kong versus Godzilla did. But I don't, I don't think it's going it to get the returns. It doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, I don't like, think it's going to get the returns. I don't even think returns. I'll tune into it. Yeah, um, it, it, we'll see what happens. Uh, I won't probably watch it. I'm not a big you know, video game fans. So me neither. Um, and I'm not hearing buzz where, Oh my God, you got to go to run to no. the theaters and see this ladies and gentlemen. So 
Um, we'll see what happens there. I did check, check out a, a decent movie I wanted to bring up, and you might find interesting, too. It's on Amazon Prime. It came out last year, and it's called Spon- Spontaneous, and it's, uh, okay. it's about uh, high school kids just um, uh-huh. blowing up um, a sp- <laughs> and just on an instant. It's a horror-slash-comedy. Uh, it reminded me a lot of Heather's um, with that overtone with some really slick writing and some uh, great acting, too, by Catherine Langford, who's the lead who was the lead in the first season of uh, of the, the 13 reasons why remember Netflix, a big controversial. She's the one that committed yes. suicide in it. Yeah. She's the lead in this. Um, and it's about spontaneous combustion on students in school. And it has this overlying tone of just dread and fear. Like you never know when someone's just going to. So spontaneous. I heard about this when I was younger. So, so spontaneous combustion, you, you just explode. You just explode. No now, that's not whatsoever. what happens in real life. I think you catch yeah. fire and, I mean, yeah. I think it is a phenomenon that can happen, but these gr- these really? high school kids just blow up and there's blood everywhere. Right. So it has a very um, comic overtone to it. Again, a lot like Heather's. Okay. A lot of uh, really. Now that was really, a good movie, Heather's. Huh? Heather's was a great movie. Yeah, and I like um, that one. It, it, the, the, it's, it's just a, a weird sense of a movie. You're watching it yeah. and talk about never knowing when something's going to happen, yet knowing something's going to happen. It's just a weird way to watch a movie. I will recommend it. I think it's a, a real good uh, a high school comedy coming of age horror okay. like you throw in five genres and it's all so in it's movie. a multiple genre show yeah and i really like this Catherine langford i i liked her a lot on that sh- uh, show 13 reasons why uh, she's got a real good star presence to her um let's hope she has a a budding career ahead of her um as well so and i don't imagine you watched anything of note no i mean i i basically watch the same thing as in my um ice cream parlor on my 65 inch 4k tv man is steel daily Right now, as we as we tape this this show, I'm watching Batman Returns. The, the crowd likes that one. Um, I've been watching Earthquake a lot, and I actually text, texted yesterday and watched Earthquake '74 about actually how deep the Charlton Heston character is. You don't realize the psychological punishment that man is going through in that movie, married to uh, a horrible human being in the Ava Gardner character. Horrible acting, too, by her. And that oh, as well. it's so I told you, it's so over the top. Well, she's miscast. I don't I don't, I don't know problem. what she was doing in that movie. Yeah, the, 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 the it's the, like so it's crazy over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah we love that movie, though. There's no I doubt do. about it. I, I still I remember to this day seeing it at the Cross Bay in, in, in New York and, and seeing the movie. And it's a heck of a nice transfer. And yeah. it really looks good. It really not, looks good. Not too many times. Let me going- ask you a question. When I was watching it. Yeah. George Kennedy back in, in 74, when Victoria Principal, when he saves her, you know, he shoots Marjo, oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. crazy National Guardsman, right? And yeah. then the next scene, Heston's driving that super cool Jeep, right? Yeah. And Victoria Principal is, is, is uh, on, uh, on George Kennedy's lap with the little dog and she's hugging him. And was Kennedy that smooth? Oh, Back yeah. in the day. Oh, huh? yeah. He had, he had his way with her by the end. Yeah. In Earthquake 2, they'd be. You a- know, it, it, I don't. This is in all seriousness. There was a script to Earthquake 2. There was. That's a fact. Never got it never got produced. It took place in San Francisco. Miles Quaid is Miles Quaid. Is, he did not die in that script in the original. Because there's always like Richard Roundtree. What happened? I always when I was young, like what happened to him? Where is he? They <laughs> never show what happened. His fate was never disclosed. So in this script, he's alive. Victoria Principal and George Kennedy are an item. Really? Like, like speed, they fell in love. 
Look at I that. Guess, I hope nope. I hope they didn't go on a boat though. No. Um, well, I think we spent entirely too much time on earthquake. I know, but that's the fun of this show. We're bouncing off many different things. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm guessing you didn't see any, this is your way of saying I didn't watch anything. New. I don't Did I touch on a couple of weeks ago when I watched the, the final episode of walking dead this season? Here's the, I yeah. did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I loved it. I just, if I did, I just want to say it again. I loved it. I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He, I, by the way, turned 55 the other day, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He, his performance in that episode was, was so good. Really good. Good actor, weird career, but a very good actor. I do like him. Um, Chuck, before we get to the Oscars and all that stuff, and of course we'll do Fast Five in a bit here, the -hmm. only bit of movie news that I did see that was of interest is that it is confirmed Michael Keaton will be Batman in The Flash. That's cool. Uh, uh, That is as cool as it gets, right? uh, But I I think this is it, right? He's only going to play it. In this concoction, I don't know. The they, they, to- they, this, there's all sorts of rumors saying one. One rumor is that this will be the only one where he dons the Batman out- outfit, and then like further DC uh, installments, he'll be Bruce Wayne, right? An older vers- version of right. Bruce Wayne, obviously. I also watch. I, I just want to point out on my TV at the at the ice cream parlor. I also watch the second half of Batman Begins almost daily. I'm, Mike, I'm telling you, I love it. And I, I, I love it. I love that movie. And I and I and I adore I love Michael Keaton, but Christian Bale was that guy was great as Bruce yeah, Wayne was. Batman. No. Uh, I think the, so. And the and for the fans out there that uh want to know about new stuff that comes out, yeah. I'm really enjoying the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. How is it? Tell they, me. They did a fantastic job with that. How many episodes was it? Six. Did it, it just, what's it feel like? I didn't uh, it, it feels does it like, feel like a movie. It feels like a whole new movie of the Captain America series. It just kept going as opposed to WandaVision, which was this bizarre, you know, trip into sitcom world. I didn't quite get what they were trying to do there. How much action is in this? Oh, there's a ton of action. There's a lot of money involved. And you get a a great uh, cameo by Julie Louis-Dreyfus pops up in season uh, episode five out of nowhere. I heard about that. Um, And Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. There's great chemistry there. This is, you know, this is if you're going to keep continuing to watch the Marvel Universe, this is where you want to go. And now Loki's coming out in June. We'll see what they do with that on Disney Plus. But uh, I was pleasantly surprised at how much this feels like the other movies and, and 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 they don't spare any expense and the storytelling's done really well here so if you haven't checked it out it's on disney plus they just you can watch all six episodes now and uh and finish up and anthony mackie and sebastian stan are really really good in this chuck and um what do you think of this way. idea um i just read today that um disney marvel is going to take what they did on netflix the Punisher, Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. and Daredevil, right? The mm-hmm. same actors, Charlie Cox, Joe uh, Berthanel, and uh, Jessica, what's her name? Uh, uh, Jennifer Jones. No, uh, no. <laughs> uh, Christian, Christian um, what's her name? Who plays Je- uh, Jessica Jones? Yeah, I can never Ritter, remember. Ritter, Ritter, Christian Ritter. Christian Ritter. Right? Christian Ritter I like her right. a lot. Okay, so yeah. they're going to take the same actor, actors who played those roles, the same characters, except they're going to reboot them into their own vision. Meaning what was on Netflix is not canon. They're going to reboot those characters with the same actors and have a little bit of a different feel, the feel they want. Netflix what do you think is going to do this. No, no, no. Oh. Disney, Disney, oh, Disney Plus is going to oh. do this. What, what do you think of that? Uh, they need content, those were I hard guess. R- those were R-rated programming, though, on yeah, Netflix. They were. They were. Yep, they were. Uh, I don't know. 
we'll see. Yeah, I, I didn't get into those series. So I, I thought she was. I like Jessica Jones. I that one I watched. I I, I thought she was really damn good. Um, interesting stuff. Yeah, we'll see what they do. It. Um, what else? Uh, do you have any other movie news? The only thing I heard is that HBO Max uh, this quarter gained three million subscribers domestically. So there, are, I think they went from like forty three to forty six million, which is pretty good. And obviously, Justice League was a big part of that. Uh, Godzilla vs Kong, Tom and Jerry. That stuff is working to grow subscribers. It is. It is. Um, and, you, and you look at the, the docket for, you know, Chuck and I also, we like to look at the docket for release dates on movies coming out, Chuck. And I guess what, what we, de- we determined that, um, you know, the next big one would be Fast 9, right? Well, Cruella and A Quiet Place come out Memorial Day weekend. And the last time we talked, we were debating, is, are they going to come out Memorial Day weekend? Um, a week later, do we feel I'm gonna like tell you a, I'm going to tell you a quick story. You tell me what you think. I had a board meeting today for my theater, right? Yeah. So it was five board members and myself. Everybody's been vaccinated. They had all two shots. I had I have one. Okay. Right. They all wore masks. We sat in the movie theater itself to do the meeting. Everybody was like 35 feet apart. They're having conversation. In, is this a This is a psychology. Psych- Psychology, which, which bothers me, they're talking almost like this will go on and on, and I'm like, time out here. This is not going to go on and on. Right. This will end. Like, it, like by July, it's going to be a lot better. By Christmas, things are going to be back pretty much to normal. The only point somebody brought up a point very quickly. Let's just say, let's just say hypothetically, everybody over the age of 16 is vaccinated, right? It's still children are not vaccinated because no vaccine va- vaccine approved yet. Right. So will there be a fear? Oh, I don't want my kid to get COVID. Well, we, we know that you shouldn't have that fear anyway, because the fatality rate for kids are almost minuscule to the point of um, the problem is, Chuck, is will n- this country might not get to the point of enough people being vaccinated to get to get to that turning point you're talking about. And that's what worries me is there's still uh, a, a certain percentile of the population that won't get vaccinated. I understand that, but Mike, the game plan from the federal government and the states are going to be on the same page and say, listen, we're going to give you three months to vaccines here. If you want the vaccine, get it. If you don't, you don't. But we're going to open the doors that's what and we're going to live. Do. And that's we right. need to do that. We do. Yes, we do. My point is this. My, the responsibility of me taking care of your health is over now because there's a right. vaccine. Right, it has to, exactly. Yes. So you say, hey, three months and it's over. Yes. I'm not responsible for you anymore. From this point on, if you get sick, that's on you. It's not on me anymore. And, and we and, and that's the choice. And I respect, if somebody doesn't want to get yeah, the vaccine, they don't want to get I it, respect that's fine. That's fine, that's fine I, right. I'm cool with that, yeah. completely. That's, yeah. your, that's that, your life. You have a right to do what you want. I have a right to do what I want. And at that right? point, people say, Businesses are open. We can't stop you from. But living. we'll know in two months. In two months, right? If the studios start kicking the movies forward again, we know that they're sitting down with some really smart people that are oh. telling them this is still a problem. Well, you're also dealing with a very liberal business too. That's part of the problem too. The movie industry. Except the theater owners liberal. need to make a living. Yeah, they do, but that you know, at what cost? You know, I don't. You know, I get it, but come on, Mike. I, it, we're it, on the same page, and most I mean, of our listeners probably. You can pick up the are. phone right now and schedule a vaccine. You can do it. 
And it, you know what's too, Chuck? It's also extreme, extremely, extremely regional. Um, I talk to friends in New Jersey, and yep. they talk about this virus as if it's breathing down their necks still. And I'm like, you know, we don't even wear. Ma- I mean, the mask mandate's over in my county. Um, really, not mine. But, but I know, and a lot of in Jersey, a I'm lot of kids are still home. Yeah, uh, and and it's like so very. It's Having regional, said that, like, I can walk I down the block. I'm on. Yeah, and see I, and, and see people packing restaurants. They are uh, and, and airplanes. Uh, I know, and, and it you know it's like open one, open all, and yeah. the fact that they haven't done that is. Ridiculous. And here's the thing: I read an article today. They did a study at a, one of the institutes that said the majority of people now good, bad, or indifferent. I'm not judging. I'm just telling you the fact: the majority of people, when they felt they had some some minor symptoms of COVID, they just went about their business. Yes. They didn't quarantine. Yes. They didn't hibernate. Yes. They went about it. And the major symptom with most people that was minor was a headache. Yeah. Fatigue, too. It was fatigue yeah. was big. Um, right. Most of the people deal with that on a daily basis anyway. Uh, you, well, you wouldn't even know one day from the next if you had COVID. And, and we, all, we also talked about age and obesity. And then we'll talk about everybody else. And, you know, until everybody gets off their ass and starts exercising every day and eating right, it's amazing how all these people that won't get vaccinated will shove McDonald's down their throat and and cigarettes and beer and all this toxins that way. It's fine. But yeah. the vaccine to make them make sure it really, it really is a study in, 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 in the way people handle things, because I, I speak to some groups of people that I know and they're stunningly fearful. And then others like, ah, oh, you know, I got to live. It's yeah. really interesting. It's just been a tremendously uh, interesting period in our life. No doubt about that. it. And they'll be studying this kind of social behavior. It's a social experiment. It is. They'll be, they'll be that, in college. You know, be- no matter how we got here, it is a social experiment. We've learned a lot about the human psyche and how we deal with things, in this, especially in this country. And, and we also learned how um, malfunctioned the government is, too. So there ain't no doubt about that. I understand. Now, did I talk about here, Sneegan? Who? I, you want to bring up Wilbur? Would Wilbur have gotten the vaccine? Do you want to talk about that? Boy, well, he, yeah, was, yeah, he yeah, was high yeah, risk. Yeah, he <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, Chuck, let's do Fast yeah, okay. Five. And let's by the way, it. that Wilbur reference was for Beyond the Design Adventure for what? people that don't listen every week. Um, okay. Let's do Fast Five. What year did it come out? Beyond the Design Adventure, what year? Uh, 78? 79. Ah, darn it. Uh, it was in pre-production in seventy. I ever tell you the story when me and my father will take about a half an hour. Yeah. Okay. No, we'll yeah, tell. King's we'll Plaza. Next yeah. We okay. got. I got gotcha. you. It was um, a Kingsway, actually. In King, um, um, Balcony. Let's talk about Fast Five here, and then we'll talk about the Oscars and our favorite Best Picture uh, movies of all time. We'll start at the tippy top. Mm-hmm. Al Pacino, believe it or not, I, he's eighty-one years old, and I, I cannot believe that, Chuck. Uh, Al Pacino's eighty-one. Wow. Um, and look, we could sit here all day and go Michael Corleone and Serpico and to, to oh. me to listen, his that 70s period was iconic, iconic. Yeah. No, who right? when he started who wowing his yeah. he changed. He did. Dog but he did. Day, listen to me. Dog Day Afternoon is some of the greatest acting of all time yeah. because the dialogue that he had to remember. How we, how if he ad libbed, what, how, how, what memorization, the direction by Sidley Nemet, the story, which was true, his banter with Charles Durning, that was such a great performance. That yeah. was such a great, I, I mean, I listen, obviously, The Godfathers, they're amazing, iconic, legendary yeah. movies. Yeah. 
But I would argue, too, in each decade, he's had signature stuff. In the 80s, it's Sea of Love. In the yeah. 90s, I think he's great. Uh, in Donnie Brasco, I think that's why. I love Donnie Brasco. Roles. You know he's why? Really, Donnie Brasco, he went back to his roots. Yep. And I think he's more really good. More low-key. Yeah. And it was post-Hua. He, he got yeah. to a point. He just went He just went over the top. Yeah, he did. And it was. it's not the Al Pacino of the 70s. No. But you got to love him in Jack and Jill. No. Mm. When he did Jack and Jill, I was like, is this for real? I know. Like, he's really doing this? I know. That's an Adam Sandler comedy. And I lo- listen, I love most Adam Sandler's movie. That one I that didn't like. A, that one's a mistake. Yeah, that, that one's, one's just bad. Um, but he's done some really good, like Danny Collins, he's really good in that. I know a lot of yeah. people didn't see yeah. that. And I thought he was good in The Irishman. I thought he was great as Jimmy Hoffa. Uh, you know, I know it's long, but he's done Wears a lot. on me a little bit. Okay. What about Joe, Joe Paterno in the HBO movie? He's really good in that. It's he an play- interesting movie. Yeah, he's really good. He played him really dumb. Day, watch that. He did. He played him really dumb. But who knows? I, if when at the end of that movie, this, they, they throw a real twist in there that Paterno basically knew everything. Well, like, it, I mean, I don't know what evidence. I, I'm not saying he didn't know he did, but. That movie sort of, I was like, wow. They, they yeah, he played the him with a level him. of senility that was beyond belief. Um, yeah, he did. He did. Interesting, though, of note, he played Paterno, Kevorkian, and uh, Phil Spector all on HBO. I know he did. And somehow personified them all uniquely, too. How many actors? Yeah, he, he, did. He, he, he did. And he's really good in The Insider, too. With, he uh, is, but again, there's two, with all due respect, the guy's a legend. But there yeah. is two Pacinos. Yes. There's a Pacino of the 70s and then 80s. on. It's a different Pacino. Yeah. It just is. If you want to see what we're talking about, watch The Devil's Advocate and you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Beyond, he overdoes Sen of a Woman to the 1200th degree. Chuck, yeah. here's another interesting actor. Very talented. Does a lot of voiceover work. Obviously, he's been on The Simpsons forever. Hank Azaria. Yeah. Um, is 58 years old. I thought he did good work in Ray Donovan. Yeah. I liked him in Ray Donovan. I like him a lot in uh, in the birdcage as the... Uh, yeah, he's a talented guy. Yeah, he's really good in that. Um, he was, Remember, he had that small role in Godzilla 2, the other Godzilla movie, way back when. With Roland Emmerich's Godzilla. Yeah, everybody forgets that Godzilla. And, and for a lot of good reasons, because it's not very good. He's also the in female he, lead in that movie. I, I never seen her after that movie. Did yeah. You? Um, um, uh, what the hell was her name? I, I can't even remember her name. You're going to make me look it up now. Um, uh, I'm looking it up. Maria Patillo. Good luck with that. Um, and Hank Azaria was in Heat. We forgot to bring up Heat with Al Pacino. He's very good in that, too. Um, how about Renee Zellweger? Is it, does it stop and end with Jerry Maguire? Yeah, for me, I, I, I never found it more appealing. I thought she was off the charts good in that movie. Yeah, and she and a lot of and she's great in Chicago too. Obviously, she won a pair of Oscars, and she won an Oscar for Judy. Uh, for Judy. Yep, she like won. she's won two Oscars. That's impressive, right? She, yeah, she won the other Oscar for Cold Mountain. She was nominated for you Had Me at Hello. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. One of the it's one of the iconic lines in the romantic. What? And you think about movie, it, right? it was a star making turn for her. It wasn't like yes. before that she was a. I think Tim to, to, to me. I, that might be my favorite cruise movie, though. Yeah. Now, yeah, we've talked about that. It, it, yeah. it, it's great. Um, here's a singer, uh, performer, director, actress, two-time Oscar winner. Barbara Streisand is uh, 79 years old this weekend. Today, wow. as a matter of fact. Let me ask you a question. I'm a serious question about celebrity and icons. Mm-hmm. 
Does she leave the house? I, 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 that's a good question. While she's with I mean, you. some of them just disappear. You'd never it, see them. The you last time I saw her, there was a Netflix documentary and it was pretty good, actually. Yeah. Um, now, do you think the, now we both know look, it sucks to get older. Okay. Yeah. I think so. Now, people say whatever they want about it. I, it just, I don't like it. Okay. Right. Well, I think, I think when you're, when, when there's, there's a certain level of narcissistic personality that goes into, Big time celebrity, right? So as she ages, I'm sure she's not thrilled about it. And I think there comes a point with a lot of these people, they just stop going out of the house, Mike. They don't want to be seen in public anymore. Last movie she did. Prince was of the- Tides, I love. Yeah, yeah, she's great. And she directed that too, right? So- I know. It's a good movie. And Nick Nolte's never been better. I, I just, um, the last movie she did was The Guilt Trip when she did with uh, Seth Rogen. That came what out- year was that, Prince of Tides? Prince of Tides was 1991, right? Was it 1991? 91, yeah. 91. Wow. Oh, yeah, because he, he uh, Nolte lost the Best Actor Oscar to Anthony Hopkins. For Hannibal Lambs, yeah. And remember, she's in the Fockers movies, too. She pops yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's good. I liked her way back in the 70s, too. Yeah, the, the main event. She the did main the event. Ryan O'Neill movies, right? Yep. Uh, Funny Lady and the way yeah. we were. Yeah. Um, and very talented. I mean, you talk about very talented. singer. I mean, extremely talented. Um, After the show, I might put Yentl on, no? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Shirley MacLaine, Chuck, last but certainly not least. Um, and we'll probably, well, I'll probably bring her up again with one of my top 10 best picture movies. But Shirley MacLaine is uh, 87 years old today. Same birthday as Babs. Terms of Endearment. Yep. Terms of Endearment. That, was, one- a, that was a big one. And also the. And apartment- she is hard. I, I, you almost forget she's Warren Beatty's sister, right? Yeah. I think they're half brother and sister. Um, and uh, I loved her way back when and a lot of great stuff, too, with uh, back in the day. Uh, she was actually like an honorable mention of the Rat Pack. She hung out with all those. Wow. You know, her personality then. is interesting because you know, she believes in, you know, reincarnation. Really yeah. deep into that stuff. She's, yeah. she's an interesting. Very underrated I, movie, too, that not yeah. a lot of people have seen. What's that? Is Guarding Tess. It's actually a really good movie with yeah. Nick Cage. Um, but I, I'd have to go Terms of Endearment, too, and I'll talk about that a little bit later on. Um, we're going to get strong personality. Team. Yep. Ten favorite um, uh, Best Picture Oscar winners come up in a second. But, Chuck, I wanted to go through the main categories here for this year's uh, Academy Awards. What about Awards. Jack Nicholson? We didn't mention Nicholson's birthday? Oh, we did that last week, dude. Oh, we did. Yeah. You okay? Okay. All right. I'm okay. Um, did we mention here's Negan? Yeah, you did. Okay, good. A couple times. All Chuck, right. um, neither one of us are really going to say, hey, I love that movie. I love their performance. I want them to win. Mostly for, for, for these nominees and categories, it's more of a sentimental, I hope this guy or this gal wins because we've seen him in other things and I'm rooting for them for such and such reasons. So I thought when we looked at the categories here and we looked at actor, best actor, supporting yep. role and all that stuff, and then leading role and then director and movie, Let's talk about who we're just rooting for just because, boy, I really love all his work and it'd be kind of cool to see them win. Okay. And you look at the actor in a supporting role. There's not a lot of people you're going to look back and say, hey, they've done some great work. You have the two actors from the Judas and the Black Messiah, Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield. And you have Paul Racy of Sound of Metal, which actually I saw that movie and it's really good. 
Okay. I also saw One Night in Miami. Leslie Odom Jr. is in that. He's mm-hmm. nominated. And then you have Sasha Baron Cohen. And I love The Trial of the Chicago 7, one of the best movies of the year. So I think I'm rooting for that because I want that movie to get recognized a lot. I don't think it will, but I, I'm rooting for Sasha Baron Cohen because of, of all the star power there, he's the only one. That would be fun if he won. It would. And you're going to get a hell of a um, speech, you would think. Would it be right? serious or would it be funny? I, I think it'd be a little bit of both with him, you know, right? Um, you don't know. So we're both on the same page there. Actress in a supporting role. You have his co-star, Maria Bakalova, who I really liked in that film. I thought she was great. And then you have Glenn Close, Olivia Coleman, Amanda Seyfried, who's done a lot of great work, and Young Jung Yoon from Minari, which I hear is a really good movie. I haven't seen it yet. I'd like to see it well, before tomorrow. No, I-, I, could see, I could see them giving it to Baron's co-star. I, I can too. I, I really can see can. it because it, it could it could be a nice moment. I could see that. I could yeah. see the that, that's they like doing that. I could see they that, happen. especially yeah. with that category. And, and so, so it's someone on the orthodox, and but I could see I could see it happening. Do you have a? I mean, is there any sentimental value seeing Glenn Close win? She's never won, and and she's done a lot and, of great and, work. And, and listen, that woman's great. Yeah, that woman's a phenomenal talent, and, and it would be nice. That would be nice. And she's a Mets Who knows how many chances she's going to get? This could be, you know. All right. For directing, Chuck, I'm going to turn my attention to David Fincher. I hope he wins. Now, I don't think Manx is best movie, but he's nominated. I'm a huge fan of his. You have Mm -hmm. Lee Isaac Chung from Minari, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, uh, Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman, and then Thomas Vinterberg for another round. This category alone shows you how lost um, we are as a movie industry right now because – Outside of David Fincher, there's four people here nobody knows. Well, usually, not all the time, but if the, the director usually goes hand in hand with the best picture, not all the time. Right. So, I, 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 No Man's Land is the odds on favorite to win the Oscar for best picture. So, but who knows? They're probably going to be as diverse as possible. I as actually th- think Minari is going to win because you it's, do. yeah, be, you got the whole with the anti-Asian right now. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. I, I just have a feeling. We'll get to that in a second. Now, any, would there be any pleasure in seeing David Fincher finally win? Because he's done a lot. No, I don't care. I, nah. No? Nah, Alien I, 3? I, no? Uh, director Scott? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, maybe. But Social Network. I, I mean, I, I love everything he does. I know. I, if I was rooting for someone, that's who I would root I don't know him personally, so I don't feel emotionally He seems involved. like a nice guy. I he think he's a Beyond a Design Adventure fan, though. I, I, oh, heard well, that, that I read might, that in an That article. might be a game changer. <laughs> All right. Best Does he have a problem, the, the fact that it, 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 in, in the opening of Beyond a Design Adventure, it's a Mediterranean storm? That causes a wave and not just an underground earthquake. I mean, I have a, all these years, I have a problem with that. I, I lose sleep. We'll get Best it. actress in a leading role. Um, Chuck, you have Viola Davis, who's been nominated a few times for Mario's yes. Black Bottom. Andra Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday. I saw that okay. flick. She's really good. I in did it. not. Okay. Uh, Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman. I really liked her in that film. Uh, Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. And then Frances McDormand for No Man Land. I think. Uh, Francis, the last, two, the last two, I think it's between them. It's neck and neck, right? Yeah. Is there a rooting interest? I, I think I, I, my gut, I have a gut feeling. Carrie Mulligan will win. Yeah, you might be right, but is there a rooting interest? I'll go with Carrie Mulligan. I'll root All for right. her. All right, I'm. She seems her. like a nice person. I'm rooting for Vanessa Kirby because. She's the easiest on the eyes of all five of these women. So, uh, and she's good in the fast. Uh, she was good in the last uh, Mission Impossible movie. Okay. So Roof for her. Actor in a leading role, uh, the late great Chadwick Boseman, Riz Ahmed, 
which Sound of Metal is really good, Chuck. I'm, I don't think okay. they brought it up on the show yet. I don't know if you've seen it yet. I it's really good. Anthony Hopkins. This is the best category, too. Anthony Hopkins. Let me ask you a question. How old, how old is Anthony Hopkins? Yeah, I tell you what. I did a show. I did a guest spot on a friend's radio show, radio station. He does a show. And we did it. We did. It's, 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 he does country music and other stuff, countdowns. So he, I do a movie spot as a favor sometimes. So I did greatest performance of all time. You can't really answer that question. But honestly, I picked Anthony Hopkins, Hannibal Lecter, because even though he's on screen 16 minutes in that movie, it feels like he dominates two hours. And it's just like it, it sucks me in so much. It's pure brilliant. Yeah. And I love Anthony Hopkins. And it sucks that he's he's getting he's really getting 80, up there. now. He's 84. By he's the way. 84. He's only two years older than Pacino. And um, he's Nicholson's age. And he's Nicholson's age. So and you Nicholson got- doesn't work anymore in film. Also nominated in this category is Stephen Yoon from Minari. I love Gary, that. And, and Gary Oldman and from, from Mank. The Walking Dead. He played Glenn. And and Gary Oldman from Mank. So he, yeah. there's a lot of rooting interest in this category. It's a good category. It's a good yeah. category. Um, I would honestly, I, I would love to see Stephen Yoon win because I, really? I, I, yeah, because I was a big fan of The Walking Dead, and I know from a career point of view that would do great things for his career. I'm sure the nomination's done really good things. But winning is even better. Well, he uh, he's getting great response for this movie. And I really want to see it. Um, but I thought you were going to say Gary Ullman because. Well, I love Gary Ullman. Commissioner uh, Gordon. And I watch Batman Begins the second half every day at my ice cream parlor. Every day. Second um, half. Uh, what about uh, Chadwick? I mean, he's Black Panther. No. And he's late. Great Chadwick. Is there any. Could he steal this because of his. Yes, death? He, of course he could. Um, and, then, and he would he'd go down with uh, what Peter Finch, right? Peter As the Finch. posthumous winners of the... and, and, and Heath Ledger, and Heath Ledger, yeah, right. But Heath was best supporting, right? I think, yeah, that Finch was one lead, yeah. yeah. Boy, that, was last... some, that was some performance by uh, Peter Finch, huh? Oh my god, I mean, it's iconic, really. What um, was this? I'm mad as hell, and I'm not, not going to take, take it, anymore. it anymore. Pretty awesome stuff, all right. Best picture, you have the father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank. Minari, Nomadland. If you're not sleeping yet, there's three more. Okay. Promising Young Woman, The Sound of Metal, and The Trial of Chicago 7. Now, surprisingly, I've seen one, two, three, five of the nominees. Good. I saw Judas. I saw Mank. I saw Nomadland. I saw Sound of Metal. And I saw The Trial of Chicago I gotta 7. I got to be now, honest. I, see, I, seen about th- I seen about three quarters of Mank. It's like it, it didn't do much for me. It's useless. It's, there's no yeah. point. There's no point. Um, most of them are good. Mank, I'm not a fan with. Are you rooting for a certain movie? I'm not mean, really. rooting for the Trial of Chicago 7 because to me, not only does it have a social statement, Here, here's say, a, but it here's a feels like a Hollywood not, movie not, that we've seen in the past that we I'm all I'm not saying up these are love. not good movies. They are, but none of these films are going to live the test of time. Nope. Nobody's going to watch these movies in 30 years and go, nope. oh my God, that was amazing. Or ever, Chuck. Not, I don't think any of these they're not movies... Gonna, they're they, not going to go through the cable like when A&E or a- AMC and you say, oh, Godfather 2. Holy smoke. That was, this is amazing. Get the popcorn. Give me a soda. I'm watching it on right. Memorial Day. Right. right. Well, and a lot of times, too, when these movies get nominated and or win, they get a big bump at the box office. People want to see them after they win. I don't think there's any of these movies like after they no, win this Oscar. Not, you know, because like, they've been played out and played out already. Yeah. Uh, like they, we, usually, we usually get a bump before Oscar season. Now with COVID, we're not. We, we actually have the Oscar shorts we're playing, too. Right. 
it's interesting. Some people go actually go to watch that. But this is also one of those few times too, Chuck, that yep. all these movies are available to watch at home right now before the Oscars on Sunday. A lot of times th- that's that wasn't possible. Now you can. You could actually. Are you, pay, are you paying sixteen dollars to watch Promising Young Woman? Well, uh, I, down, saw the, I saw it in a theater now. and I like it. It's down to it's six now. The the only one that's full price really? still is uh, Minari still pr- full price, and aye, aye, aye. Uh, I think the father might be as well. Okay. So um, again. None of these movies like, look, we're going to go. I had a hard time narrowing down my 10 best best picture movies to 10 because it's great movies. In fact, I cheated. There's 11 because I combined. Oh, the that's Godfather not right. Movie. I combined the Godfather. Where's the referee? Uh, well, well, I, OK. The point I, is, is that a, obviously a Godfather's on my list. I just didn't mention one of them because right. I didn't want to be repetitive. Right. It's not good radio, Mike. No, I know. OK. Um, but the point is, is that you're going to go through. We're going to go through our lists here. Yeah, the winners here compared to what has won the past few years and what will win this weekend are dramatically and drastically different. And and, and it's part of the problem of what's going on with these Academy Awards now. And, and Chuck, I've been bitching about these Academy Awards. How long now? About five, last five years? Yeah, it's not, it's not the best picture. It's the best woke movie. And it that's that way. That's a problem. It and, sucks. Uh, it sucks. It sucks for the general public, especially the world we live in now. Uh, it's going to get less of an audience now because of um, the type of broadcast it now becomes. But let me give you my 10 through uh, six now. And you comment on my 10 through six right now. And I will tell you, Silence of the Lambs did not make it. It was my number 11. It barely missed it. And I know it's probably on your list. But here's my 10 through six. Number 10, Braveheart with Mel Gibson, of course. Number nine, Forrest Gump. And I'd like to discuss that a little further with you, too. Number eight, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Great film, Jack Nicholson. Unbelievable film, unbelievable performance. Yeah. Um, on the Waterfront, to go way back, is wow, my, okay. number seven. I love that movie about the union workers and, and uh, Marlon Brando and even Marie Saint. And your buddy, yeah. Wilbur. Wilbur's in that movie. Carl Malden. Yeah, Carl Malden. Does a great... San Francisco. Yes. And uh, my number six is Terms of Endearment, the ultimate tear- tearjerker of a movie. And really, you've got, Jack Nicholson in both one flu and, you know, it's interesting. and terms of those, endearment. And he couldn't be more different in both of and those. Here's roles. The thing. Every one of those movies that you bring up, right? I remember the Oscar telecast. Yes. Everyone. I remember the moments. They were big. They were in the public consciousness. That's the difference. These Not movies, only that, Chuck. These but- movies that you just mentioned nominated this year in the last five years did not in the public consciousness. And they're they, not going to be down the road. And they, they never and will that's be. That's a problem. Yeah. And they never will be. And they never yeah. will be repeated on TBS 800 uh, times. They yeah. won't be. And, and you know, I'm going to go back my 10 through six. Is Forrest Gump on your top 10? It's not. All right. Um, I, I, you know, doing my research and reading a lot of articles on this, that movie gets a lot of guff um, by mainstream critics about how it's just schlock and it's not, you know, like when people list movies that won Best Picture that probably yeah. shouldn't. That gets brought up a oh, lot. No, no, I, I get it. It went up okay. against Pulp Fiction. I mean, listen, I understand if you look at that year, Pulp Fiction and Shawshank. Yeah, I get it. But to I, me, of the iconic, long-lasting, now you could argue Shawshank maybe, but yeah. Forrest Gump is, when I remember seeing that for the first time, I was blown through the back of the theater, Chuck. Yeah, it was I knew, really good. Yeah, I knew it was going to be And it was a big hit. Film. It was a huge mainstream hit. And he incorporated old footage with the. That was the first time we ever seen I things remember, like I, that. In your mind's eye, when you remember seeing it in a the theater, I'm sure you remember seeing it with a big crowd. 
I do. I yeah. do. I do. And it's an unbelievable performance. So I just it wanted is. to give that a little extra love because I did see a lot of listeners. Like, so you give it a little hug, a little harder hug. Well, you know, Forrest Gump, you know, he Got needs it. a little extra love, you know. So All Braveheart, right. Forrest Gump, one flew on the waterfront in terms of endearment. What's your 10 through six? Okay. Number 10, uh, Braveheart, 95. Number nine, The Deer Hunter. I love that movie. Good movie. 78. Number eight, Silence of the Lambs from 91. Number seven, Clint Eastwood's Million Dollar Baby. Nearly. Like that That's movie. a good movie. Yeah, a lot of people love that And movie. number six, I went with Rain Man. That's Barry a great Lewis. film, Rain too. Man. Iconic film. The great thing about Rain is as much accolades as uh, Dustin Hoffman got, Tom Cruise is just as good in that movie. And what, what about, the, what about the, the female lead who was also in Hot Shots? Uh, Valeria, Valeria yeah. Galea. Go, yeah, her career. Yeah, like, yeah, she's really good in that, too. Good casting. Barry it, 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 her casting's really interesting in that movie. And that's another one of those directors that hit a peak and then hit. And a you could wall. argue that that performance—that's that, one of the great acting performances. Dustin Hoffman is given some of the great Midnight. Think of that. Think of that. Midnight Cowboy, right? Tootsie. Uh, Tootsie. His some great acting. Yeah. Rain Man. And that, and that's a great ten through six too. Um, Deer Hunter. Um, the wedding could have been trimmed a little bit, so I, I didn't put it on my list. That you know, Michael Cimino. Just had yeah. a little problem with editing in that movie, but really great performances, especially it's so Christopher Walken. Though. Oh yeah, and, and uh, to me, it's just uh, that it's the, a clo- uh, it's one of the closest things to Deliverance, right? It's, yeah. You could argue it's, it's it's in some the subtext psychologically is very similar to Deliverance, right? And if you know Christopher Walken's become a caricature of himself, don't get a me little wrong, bit. But if you watch that movie and the Dead Zone, you're by the way, he was just it. on my my 4K 65 inch TV at my ice parlor and Batman Returns is Matt Max track. You remember that one? All right, my number five, Chuck. Uh, you don't even bounce off me anymore. Well, that when you bring up asinine topics, <laughs> I mean that movie should have been um, Walking Devito, Batman Returns, special guest appearance by Michael Keaton as no, no, Bruce no. Wayne. That's what that move. That's how the title should have read on that. Um, all right, my number five. Don't get me wrong. I'm not watching this movie over and over and over and over again, but it's iconic and yeah. it's important and it's Schindler's List, Chuck. Okay. I remember, and I, I remember that award ceremony in and of itself. Harrison Ford too. giving the Oscar to uh, Steven Spielberg um, and he gets his best director finally, although he should, probably should have won it three times over. Schindler's List is incredible chuck um the use of cinematography the storyline great performances great one of the greatest villains of all time ever on scary camera scary ray fines um schindler's list is my number five um show me another movie that even comes close to that over the last 10 years and and you'll be you'll be looking for a really long time it's an iconic movie done by an iconic director and here's a guy who did schindler's list and jurassic park released in the same year no other director could ever do no, something. It's like amazing. That. It's really, truly amazing. It, it was. Uh, good pick. Not on my top 10. My number five, I went with, uh, and I remember the ceremony. I was young, very young. Rocky. Yeah. I went with Rocky. I, I remember Stallone getting getting up there, winning, you know, accepting the Oscar yep. for the best picture. Yep. Um, Tell the people who it beat. Rocky, what, what did, who did they, what did best picture? It beat Network. Yeah. It beat Network. And it was a slew of movies that year that were great. That all could have won best. But that would have been, listen, Network's remembered to this day. Sure it is. Right? Sure it is, yeah. Uh, you could Google it in front of me. I don't have it in front of me. But it, it beat a lot of good movies. 
It beat a lot of good movies. And it's it's actually the, my number two, by listen, the way. Rocky, Rocky has stood the test of time. Well, it beat all the president's men, taxi yeah. driver, and taxi, bound for taxi glory. Taxi driver, taxi yeah. driver. Yeah. You could argue taxi driver, one of the greatest movies ever. They don't make them like that anymore. The no. rawness of taxi driver. Holy smoke. And Chuck, what when, I mentioned, uh, when I mentioned One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, yeah. that beat Jaws and Dog Day Afternoon. I know it did. I mean, all I in the same did. year. And then we're talking with we're talking about Moonlight and La La Lands. I mean, come on, people. You know, I was looking at a list in Esquire magazine. No, it did number one Oscar winning film of all time. Moonlighting. Moonlight. What? Might as what? well have been Moonlighting. Are you kidding me? Come on. I mean, it, yeah, I know. Moonlight's better than Godfather, too. OK, yeah, yeah OK. Okay, whatever. <laughs> well, getting to my number four yeah, really? is the is the Godfather saga. I put one in. T- I couldn't decide which one. I didn't yeah. want to put them both in, but I guess I did. They're both great. You talk about iconic, rewatchable movies over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, one goes great. One gets even greater. Great uh, storytelling. It's just unbelievable storytelling. It and- is. It's amazing storytelling. And the thing I and remember the, most. And the patience that Coppola has. Telling oh, my God. The director's. I, did they even get the freedom to have that kind of patience? No, I don't think they do. And, and you know, he's never really reached the, the pinnacle of what he did there, too. No, he's, I know he, Apocalypse he, Now, but his his bi- film bio biography over time. Very interesting career. Yeah, well, he's a guy who did Jack, right? I mean, I mean, this is the yeah. same director that did Godfather, Godfather, part two. Yeah, I know. Jack. Um, but you know what I remember most about The Godfather is the way NBC would play it. In a chronological order. Yeah. Well, you know, he has a cut of a, a chronologically, too. Yeah. And, and it's, a, it's a great way to watch it as well. It is. But, but on its own, I mean, people argue Godfather Part Two is the greatest sequel of all time. And, and The Godfather is the greatest film of all time. And it's not too many times you're going to get the original and the sequel of a movie. Both get nominated, let alone both win. And they're, they're things of beauty. Yep. They really are. Your number four. Well, my number four. I went with uh, a West Side Story. That's my number three, actually. From, yep. from 61. I, I, love the, I love the film. I love the music. I love the message. I love the cinematography. I love the performances. Uh, Richard Beamer as Tony. Natalie Wood as Maria. Uh, nice bond. Good chemistry. Powerful ending. I love that movie. It, and, and the score just lives on to this day. I mean, the yeah. dancing, everything's great in it. I'm looking forward to the Spielberg production I am too. coming out. I am but, too. I, I mean, this is the greatest movie musical of all time. It's my number three. I, I can't, I mean, really to add on all those things, uh, all the support riff and ice and, and the jets and the sharks. I mean, these are iconic. Some people call it the best post-war. You know uh, what I love? You know ever. what just popped in my head? The, the, the character who, who owned the soda shop, right? Mm-hmm. The old man. What's yep. his name? Ah, you got me there. Okay. When he's giving, when he's going into Tony, about like his direction in life. Yeah. That scene has power. Yeah, it does. Right? Well, so does the scene when the uh, police commissioner comes in. Rita Moreno is going to play a variation of that character. In yes, she is. Yeah, 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 she's great in that movie yeah. too, Rita Moreno. What's his oh name? God. Doc? Doc, yeah. Yeah, yep. right, Doc. Yep. Right, okay. And then, the, you know, the police uh, captain coming in and telling, trying to get yeah. the, st- I mean, there's some really, you know, it's weird is that the world world has not changed much, even from that movie way back when. And, how we're just going into our own gangs and being separated by others to to stay at war. And there's a lot of immaturity in people. It sure is. I was at Walmart today behind me, and there was a, a bunch of bunch of girls and like the profanity and just utter 
trash coming out of their mouth. It's just it's disturbing. It's all ignorance. That's all I know. It's all ignorance. What's your number three? Uh, Once flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh boy, what a great movie! Huh? I love that movie. Nicholson's awesome, and uh, Louise Fletcher is Nurse Cratchit. Talk about oh. one of the greatest villains of all time. It really is. And, and Chief, that movie has power, and an unbelievable ending. It's such a good movie. It does not cheat at all with no, the ending. No, it doesn't. It's hard to watch it too. It really is. Uh, Michael Douglas produced it. Remember, uh, he yeah, won an Oscar. Put him on the map. Yeah, put him on the map. Danny DeVito, Christopher Lloyd are in it. Oh, my God. And, uh, you know, we were talking about, you know, you think about The Godfather 2, Chuck. Um, it beat out Chinatown, The Towering Inferno, The Conversation. I mean, the, the no- movies nominated now are more iconic than the things that are going to win over the last 10 years. So um, we're, my number two was Rocky. And I just remember seeing it as a, I mean, I was six years old i think yeah. when i saw it for the first time and and my dad coming home he's like i saw this movie after work where the whole family oh, you told me that home. story yeah and and we went and cheering in the aisles and i, mean, I remember we, starting to work out chucky i mean everybody did right uh, you drinking eggs gotta right? fly now I, I remember running home i started the avenue movie theater right in brooklyn by myself i used to go to the movies when i'm like i know I no no bs i i go to the movies when i'm nine ten years old by myself yeah i did it, I remember is- getting on the train with my friend Bobby. We were um, 11 years old. I saw, I saw 11, to, I don't know, King Kong in New York. It's crazy. Well, um, you know, you talk about my, my now my daughter, my daughter's 15. I won't let her cross the street by herself. <laughs> <laughs> She's got to wear a mask as soon as she gets out of bed. Um, exactly. And my, my sister just took her three sons. They just ran up the steps in Philadelphia to Rocky. So there's, you're talking about 1976. And we're dealing with what forty-five years later. We're still talking about Rocky Balboa, so that's why it's number two. I don't think we'll be talking about Moonlight, um, running up any steps. Well, the artist. How about the artist? Now, maybe the artist. Maybe. Come on. I mean, give me a break. I mean, like, I mean, I I, I wouldn't pay that if you. I wouldn't see that. I like I I like The Shape of Water as much as the next guy, but I don't know if I've ever watched that movie again in my life. I Um, won't. And that one best picture, by the way. All right, Chuck. What's your number two? I think our number ones are going to be the same. No, I don't think so. No, you got I mean, Titanic yeah. at two. Titanic is at two. And I love that movie. I love. I listen. I I went to see me and my wife went to see Titanic seven straight weekends in the theater. That's basically one full day of my life watching Titanic in a movie theater. It's what I love it. about Titanic, I love the fact that the first half is set up in a beautiful love story, and the yep. second takes those fictional characters and throws them in a real situation that happened. And there's a beauty to it, and it's great filmmaking. It has power. It moves you. This yep. effects. It's a brilliant movie. It's my number one, and it's not even close. Okay. And and here's why: how I know it's so great. There are so many people that want to hate this movie, that hate James Cameron, that think it's schlock. Leonardo DiCaprio. There's plenty of reasons to want to make fun of this movie and how it's. You know, I'm the top of the world. All the all the king of the world. All that stuff. But even the greatest cynic can't sit there for three hours and say it's not a great movie. It is a great movie. It pays off on every level, all the levels you just named. Um, it even withstands a horrible performance by Billy Zane, and it's still a great movie. Um, he miscasts Billy Zane in this movie, and it's still a great movie, Chuck. But no, I, you really, I don't feel that way. Why do you feel yeah, that way? I just feel now, here's like a backstory. You know, Cameron originally wanted Rob Lowe in that role, right. and the studio said, no, he's too brat package. People know who he is, cast somebody different. They cast Billy Zane. Now, Billy, you could argue Billy Zane's a little like, but 
I, he's a tweak over the t- tweak over the top. A little bit, little but it works. I think it really works. It's not horrible. You but hate just, him. You hate him. I don't hate him. I just don't. I think it. You know. No, it, no. I, you hate his character. I hate his character. Well, you're That's supposed to point. hate him, right? Yeah. Right. That's yeah, the yeah, point. Yeah. You want um, you want Rose to go with Jack. But you know what I mean? I mean, there was a lot of reasons for people to hate this movie and wanted to hate it. I'll, I'll never couldn't. understand it. I'll never. And, understand and they can't, how though. They even they even yeah. give up. They're like, you know what? I can't. It's that great. I can't right. make fun of it. Um, And there's really no reason to make fun of it. It's just no. unbelievable movie making. On I top agree. Of it's great movie making. Yep. And, and with 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 heart and power and uh, captured a real life tragedy. Not and the do sad it thing, the saddest thing of it all is that Cameron made one more movie after this and that's it. Yeah, hard one to more believe. movie after this and then that's it. I mean, that's talk about robbing. And we still haven't things. got the abyss on Blu-ray. No. And we what still haven't gotten Avatar 2 and 3, 6, 5, 9, 12 that he keeps talking about. Hello. One movie since this. I don't done. get the love. I don't get his love affair with Avatar. It's uh, the least of his movies. I don't understand why he can't churn out two or three other movies written it's, by somebody uh, it, else. It while. It, it, it just it, it's a shame. Right. Um, well, you're number one. It's Godfather two. It is okay. Yes, it's a great listen. Godfather two. The De Niro as a young Vito Corleone. Yep. How he his roots. It's Italian. It's the only actor to win an Oscar for uh, English, an right? American movie that, that's subtitled. Yeah. Right. And De Niro is great. I mean, they they during De Niro audition for Godfather one. Didn't get a role, and then they bring him back for Godfather. Boy, oh boy, what a great movie! It is. And Coppola nominated twice in the same category in the same year. He did the conversation that year too. They're both Best Picture nominees, um, wow. and he produced both movies. Uh, what do you say about one of the most iconic? Can you imagine? Let's before we wrap it up, think about take a time machine back into seventy two or seventy four, seeing the Godfather in that period in a theater. Had to be special, right? Yeah, yeah, it did. I, I can only imagine, and something you'd never seen before either. Um, and you know, and the sad thing is, The Godfather Three is filmmaking on a scale of storytelling you just don't see. No, and and it's so iconic because Godfather Three, they actually had I mean, to recut and bring there. back out Shawshank this year. Is there. Yeah. You know, and and they it, it's so they wanted Godfather Three to be so good that they had to recut it to try to appease the fans. Uh, and I gotta that watch that got cut. I gotta watch that cut. Yeah, I'd like to see it too. Um, all right, Chuck. There's our ten best picture movies, and none of the nominees are gonna come close to sniffing the top fifty. If Here's the one I just want to end on this note. Every one of these movies we just went over, correct? You can watch every one of them at least once a year and never get tired of it. Never. never. Not even right? close. And isn't that real? The true barometer of greatness. No, Chuck, I would argue if we went 20 deep, we probably could. Cause I left movies like gladiator off yeah, me and, too. and right. the departed. I mean, there's a lot, you know, so I, I just want Hollywood to get back on the bandwagon of exhilarating movies that make people across the entire spectrum. They got it. The studio has got to commit to doing it. They're not, you know, it, what, what I don't get Chuck is when, you make a movie like Titanic, you offend no one. There's not, there's no left side that's going to say, I, or right side say, I don't want to see this movie. Yeah. But when when you make movies like you know, the Green Books and the Moonlights of the World, you're alienating half the audience because you want to make a social commentary. I get it. There are places for movies like that, but not necessarily best picture movies when great no. movies seen by mass appeal 
could be winning. You could honor them with a nomination. You can't give them the gold, though. Some I of agree. these movies. I just I you agree. can't. And, and I would argue the last great big movie that did it, I mean, maybe it was Lord of the Rings Return of the King. I mean, I know Million Dollar Baby and No Country Old Men. They're great movies. Don't get me wrong, but not this mass crowd pleaser of a movie that everybody saw. I could um, even live with those, though. Yeah, but I can't. I can't. I, I have a hard time living with what they're doing the last five years. Chuck Parasite, Green Book, Shape of Water, Moonlight. I love Spotlight. That I'll give you. Bird, even Birdman or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. How many times you watched that since 2014? Never. Yeah, Twelve Years a Slave. I, I can't. It's I don't, a good movie, but I, is, I, I, but get I, it. I get it. I can it. only stand so much guilt at one time, right? I know. Yeah. Argo. I love Argo. Okay, I'll give you Argo. That's a good one. Um, but, I could go with artist. The King's Speech. I mean, what are we doing here, people? Really? Um, the King's Speech. It's a good movie. But is it better than The Social Network? It's not. It's no. not. All right. We can go off on a tangent here. Enjoy the Oscars if you're going to watch them. Chuck and I probably won't. Chuck, we will do this all over again next week. I had a good time, Mike. Thank you. And to the audience, always, thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Movie Maniacs. Download one of our archived episodes. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.